Hi, good morning. I'm Leslie Stahl. I'm the children's ministry pastor here at the River, and um, I am <laughs> honored to uh, lead us into a time of looking at God's word together today. The Bible is living and active, and we can be confident that it has something to say to us today um, through scripture and through the ongoing work of the Holy Spirit. So before we begin, let us pray. God, thank you for um, thank you for laughter, <laughs> for the joyful noise. Thank you for the vision of heaven of people um, celebrating together and making together. Thank you for this opportunity to dig into your word and to understand what hope we can have in you. I pray that our hearts might be opened to hearing from you this morning. Amen. So um, as you have heard, we just wrapped up Maker Camp, and um, we had a hundred over a hundred kids. It was it was really fun. It was wild. Um, with more than half the kids from outside of the church, I, it was really clear to me that our families and our kids in our community have a heart of hospitality. They were excited to share um, with their school friends. There were entire like carpools from certain neighborhoods coming. It was it was great. Um, but really. It's also such a crucial experience to be intergenerational. And so we had over 60 youth and adults, so not, not just 60 adults, youth and adults, um, including staff, volunteers, and our high school interns um, who made this happen. And it was, it's so fun to work with these people, and they're really incredible. So actually, I would just love it if, if you are an intern, s volunteer, if you did something at Maker Camp, could you stand up so that we could say thank you to you? Thanks, you all. Uh, this year's theme was water, and um, we did a lot of cool water-related things. So the kids made things like water slides and snow globes and water dispensers that actually worked. They were, they were really impressive. Um, they did all sorts of water-related art. They learned new techniques like um, blending paint to create a, a s ocean scene, bubble art, water marbling, and so much more. Of course, they made all sorts of boats. The older kids made solar-powered boats that did really work, and the younger kids made a bunch of really creative um, boats out of like juice boxes and sponges and things like that and raced them. And we had so many more projects that also were not necessarily water-related, but people offering from their own gifting and allowing kids to make things in so many creative ways. We, of course, played water games, as you heard, about the leaders getting soaked. And we sang worship songs about water. And every morning, I told a story from the Bible that had to do with water. I also told some really bad jokes, but the kids can tell you those later. Um, really bad puns. So this week, we did the story of creation, how God made and separated the waters, and separated the water from dry land. Then we had the Exodus story, how God led the Hebrew people through the waters to safety. We looked at Jonah, how God saved him and used him to reach others. And then we went to the New Testament where we heard about Jesus calming the storm and walking on water and about Jesus' baptism and how it connects to his death and resurrection. And I do want to mention that 
Those five stories are also represented in some of the art that you see on the back wall. These were our community coloring posters. And there's coloring sheets. So um, kids or adults, you're welcome to grab a coloring sheet from any one or all of these stories. As I worked on the water-related teachings for this week, I was really struck by um, the two different metaphors that reappear throughout scripture as it relates to water. It has a lot of stories about water and a lot of poetry, and I want to continue to go deeper into that together today. So we know that water is essential for life, obviously, and we all know the reality that water has the potential for great danger. We know this in our own lives and in history, and it is echoed in scripture as well. So there are many stories in the Bible where God must bring humanity through chaotic, dangerous waters to safety and to freedom. Of course, we have the Exodus story where God parts the waters and people walk through on dry land. We have Jonah where he's rescued from the water. And also in the Old Testament, we have Noah and the flood, the Israelites crossing the Jordan River um, in an echo to the Exodus experience. And Isaiah writes about a hope for a new Exodus. The poetry in the Bible, through the Psalms and the prophets, regular, regularly uses deep water as a metaphor for danger and threat. But Isaiah offers a word of hope from God to Israel. In chapter 43, verse 2, Isaiah writes, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. In the New Testament, we see these same themes where Jesus calms the storm and walks on water, both of which echo not only the themes of the Old Testament, but even some of the details. This week, the kids and I discovered, as we told these stories, that in the story of Jonah, there's someone asleep on a boat before the storm becomes calm. And in the story of Jesus calming the storm, there's someone asleep on a boat before the water becomes calm. The story of Jesus' baptism continues the theme of bringing humanity through the chaotic waters and into new life. Jesus literally goes under the water and comes back up, at which time the Spirit of God hovers over him and says, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. When we baptize people here at the river, we reflect this timeless theme when we dunk people under the water and say death to the old, and when they come up, we say alive to God in Christ. Personally, I can definitely relate to the metaphor of dangerous waters. I've said more than once in my life, I'm just struggling to keep my head above water, trying to manage the realities of family life, not only the logistics and the lunches and all the people and all the things they need, but the complex emotions and relationships and how each person is experiencing the world and trying to think through and anticipate all of those things. I appreciate remembering in times like that what I know about God from scripture, that God is in the business of rescue. When the Israelites and the disciples cry out to God in fear, he answers them time and time again, and I know he will do the same for us. God is a God of love who wants to rescue his people, but sometimes remembering that can be hard when we're in the moment or even once the moment has passed. Last night I was talking about this with my husband, this theme of 
rescue and God having brought us through things. And he reminded me of a time that we lived overseas. And he said, that was a really hard year, especially for you and, um, you know, all the things you experienced. And I said, really? I don't remember that. It was that hard? He's like, yeah. Remember the, the language and the culture and the physical challenges and all these things, but God brought you through. And I said, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. And then I had to laugh because can you imagine if the Israelites in the promised land went, remember that time that we moved from Egypt to the Jordan River? Yeah, I mean, it, it, was, it was fine. It was just nothing. Yeah, you know, it took a while, but it, it was okay. No. Their freedom from Egypt and coming through the waters is the defining moment of who they are as a people. They celebrate Passover every year. They tell the story of their freedom to their children and to their children's children. They remind themselves and they remind each other over and over about the God of rescue. So I felt convicted to think, I need that reminder. I need people in my life to remind me, and I need to remind them, and we need to remind ourselves as a community that God is a God of rescue. But there's another side to this water theme in our own lives and in scripture. So water is vital for every living thing. Obviously, we need it to drink, to grow food, to wash everything. And in the Bible, water also represents abundant life particularly in the poetry of the Old Testament and in the words of Jesus himself. In the Psalms, the good shepherd promises to lead his sheep beside streams of quiet water. Jeremiah wrote that the tree planted by water can send its roots to the stream and be healthy even in a drought. Isaiah prophesied water for a thirsty land and streams on dry ground. Then Jesus comes and says, he is the living water people have been waiting for. This week at camp, we sang an old school song. Some of you might know. I've got a river of life flowing out of me, makes the lame to walk and the blind to see, opens prison doors, sets the captives free. I've got a river of life flowing out of me. This comes directly from something Jesus said in the book of John. Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. Even the name of our church, the river, comes from scripture. In Revelation 22, there is a river of the water of life, clear as crystal, flowing through the city, watering fruit trees with healing leaves. I can relate to the need for living water. Um, have you ever started to drink from a nice cold glass of water, and as you drink, you realize how thirsty you were? I felt like that recently um, in my soul when my friend gave me some words of encouragement. And as she spoke, sort of spontaneously, I teared up, which really surprised me. And I realized that I was so thirsty for that living water, for those words of encouragement. She is connected to the living water of Christ, and it flows through her. And she was able to communicate that to me, too. I saw so much living water flow this week at camp. I watched these teens and adults from our community offering themselves so generously and sacrificially. I saw leaders with supernatural patience, absolutely amazing. And I witnessed kids sharing with each other, forgiving one another, 
resolving conflict in healthy ways. And then at the end of camp, I got to see teens spend hours crafting words of blessing to offer to each individual kid on the last day. This is the river of life. These are the streams of living water. So you can see these two big themes around water, these two metaphors that appear in scripture. Rescue from danger and the renewal of abundant life. So what does it mean for us? How can we think about it? One helpful approach might be to pay attention to the language we use in our daily lives. So maybe there's a place where you feel like you're drowning, can't keep your head above water, um, thrown in the deep end, drinking from a fire hose. Maybe you're facing some big challenges and are overwhelmed. If that sounds like you today, I want you to know that God is with you in those places. God doesn't promise a life free from hardship, but he does promise to be with us and bring us through them. God is a God of rescue. Maybe on the other hand, there's places where you feel like you're in a dry season or you thirst for something in life. Perhaps your metaphorical well has run dry. And if that is the case, you can have confidence that God is interested in the renewal of abundant life for you. Access to the living streams of water. The well of his love is deep and it's stable and it's there for us to tap into. We can look to God for renewal. I want to invite you now in a moment to take a few minutes to reflect on some of these questions that are going to be on the screen. To gather in groups of two or three and talk about them with each other. Please feel free to include somebody maybe that you didn't come with um, and include people of all ages. I think we all have stuff to learn from each other. So let me pray before we move into that time of discussion. Heavenly Father, thank you for being a God of rescue for your people and for us, for sending Jesus as the living water. Thank you for the renewing work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. I pray that through the work of the Spirit, each of us here can experience that rescue and renewal, that we can know what it means to be loved by you, to love you, and to love others. Amen.